Welcome back to the Balance Blonde Podcast, Soul on Fire. Today we have the beautiful guest, Marissa Lace, who you may know from her very high vibe YouTube channel, her crystal shop, Light, Love, and Lace, or her extremely equally high vibe Instagram page, Marissa Lace. So she's very easy to find. If you don't follow her, then check her out and show her some love. Um, We first came across each other because I found her YouTube channel maybe a couple years ago, year and a half ago. And then she started tweeting about my podcast about a year, year and a half ago. And she has this huge Twitter following. So I was like, wait, you listen to my podcast. This is so exciting. You should come on. We can talk all about all the things that we both love. High vibe, spiritual, woo woo as it gets. And she pretty recently moved to Los Angeles. She used to live here. Then she was living in NorCal and Washington and Then she moved back to LA when I was in Bali. So ever since I've been back, we have been hanging out and we have this hilarious friendship where it feels like I've known her forever, but we've only hung out in person like less than five times, but we text all the time. She gets messages, intuitive messages about me all the time and always lets me know. And they are always very accurate. So we're tapped in. We are good friends and she inspires me. I admire her very Aries ability to speak the truth, live the truth, live in her most authentic and divine radiant light. And I know that she will inspire you. So it's a fun conversation. It's a very real life look into what my life looks and feels like right now being treated for Lyme disease because when you have chronic Lyme, you kind of, you live with it. You don't feel well, you feel really sick, but you just push past, you live your life. Um, or at least some of us are lucky enough to do that when it doesn't get too uncontrollably out of hand. But then when you get diagnosed and you start treatment and you're detoxing, your life is not so manageable. So lately, I haven't been able to get out of bed. I've been in bed every single day this week for at least, I mean, the whole entire day minus like two hours each. So Marissa came over on a Tuesday. We recorded this in the afternoon and I had a lot of brain fog and I was really tired and my eyes were kind of glassed over. So I kind of like that this is a real life look into what it's like to live with Lyme. As you can see, I'm lucky to have friends and podcast guests like Marissa who can take the reins and completely carry the conversation and ask me questions. And it doesn't feel like an interview because it's not. It's total conversation. Sitting on the couch, hanging out with friends, we often forgot, or at least I often forgot, that we were recording this episode when we were. So we get really vulnerable. We talk about some things that, I mean, I can't even believe they came out of my mouth on a podcast. (laughs) So you'll learn a lot about me and about her. And If you live with a chronic illness or if you know someone who has a chronic illness, then 
maybe hearing the kind of vibrational state that I was in when we recorded this episode will give you some insight into how the people in your life might feel or if you have a chronic illness, it might make you feel a little less alone because my brain fog was really real, really real when we recorded this and yeah, I hope you enjoy. We talk everything from numerology to crystals to our life history, our families, and so much more. I think you guys will enjoy and feel like you were sitting on the couch hanging out with us. So without further ado, let me talk about today's sponsor, the incredible Everly Well. Everly Well is the food sensitivity testing system that I've been posting about on my Instagram. They have a lot more than just food sensitivity tests. They also have hormone tests and vitamin D deficiency tests and um, testosterone test, ovarian reserve test, inflammation. So they have a whole range of different things you can do. I really trust them. As you know, I've been figuring out my health lately more and more. So I'm always looking for companies I can partner with that I really trust that do this whole testing and health profile thing really well. And Everly Well is something that I've found that really works. It tests your sensitivity to 96 different foods, the food sensitivity test. Everything from gluten to cheese to shellfish to all different types of wheat and yeast and lots of things you might not think about like fruits and vegetables. So the process is really easy. The kit gets directly shipped to your door. You collect three small drops of blood on a little blood spot card and you send this sample back to Everly Well and you receive online results in just a couple days. I think I got mine in like two or three days. It was very impressive. So if you have a sensitive stomach, acne, headaches, unexplainable health concerns, then this test may help you find out if there's a specific food causing any of those issues. So you don't have to go to a traditional lab, sit there, receive black and white results that are difficult to understand that often take like three weeks to even get back to you. You can just do Everly Well and you can use the code BALANCEDBLONDE which is just balanced blonde with no spaces or anything, all capitals, to get 15% off of your Everly Well test. And I highly recommend anyone and everyone takes this test, empowers yourself, knowledge is power when it comes to our health. I interestingly found out, which totally syncs with all the other food sensitivity tests that I've done, that I'm allergic to mushrooms, which is fine. I don't think my adaptogenic mushrooms count because I feel great when I take Four Sigmatic and all my different shroom products, but portobello mushrooms and different mushrooms that are in dishes and restaurants and even that I would make at home, I've cut those out. And I did notice that my rashes have gone down a little from cutting them out. Then I had a lot of mild reactions. So it was really interesting because I thought I would have so many crazy reactions because of my eczema and my sensitive stomach and everything else. But it was really powerful to learn that those sensitivities were, were not necessarily coming from food. 
they were coming from Lyme disease, parasites, mold poisoning, so much other stuff. So this could be your step to finding out that perhaps it's not food that's causing your issues, or maybe it is. So go to everlywell.com, use the code BALANCEDBLONDE to get 15% off. And we're also doing a giveaway. So to win a food sensitivity test straight to your door, you can follow Everly Well on Instagram. That's Everly underscore well, E-V-E-R-L-Y underscore well, and rate and review this podcast on iTunes and send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Jordan at thebalancedblonde.com. Thanks so much, guys. And let's head into this episode with the beautiful and wonderful Marissa Lace. Okay, I'm sitting here with the beautiful Marissa Lace, and I'm so glad that she's back on the podcast. We're sitting on my couch, and we've easily been sitting here for an hour already while Marissa munches on her nectarines. (laughs) Or what are those, peaches? They're white nectarines and red plums. Yum. So, Marissa, I don't even really know how to describe her to you guys because she does so many things she's a youtuber but that wouldn't be like the first thing that i say about you but i mean it i guess it was it's so weird when i explain like what i do to people it's like whoever i'm talking to i'm like oh i work in social media or it's like oh i own a business in wellness which you do so she also has a crystal shop which is an incredible crystal shop That is soon going to be holding jewelry, which is so exciting. Selling jewelry, holding. See, I'm telling (laughs) you, my brain fog is like so bad today. Through the roof, it's like. Did you have celery juice today? I did, but I didn't finish it. Oh, I didn't have any today. I don't know where it is. I I should finish it right now. I didn't finish it because I usually put ginger Mm. in it and it makes it taste so much better. But I didn't, and it just tasted so salty today that I was mm. like, eh, don't want to finish it. You're like, I can't. But no, I think it's because yesterday I had the best day energy-wise and did a lot. And today I'm just down for the count. So We have those days sometimes. I go through I really high days, and then I'm just like, the next two days, I feel like I need to sleep the whole time. Yeah. Do you find yourself like mentally struggling when you can't, like you have so much you want to do mentally, but you know, like your body can't keep up? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that is a story of my life because mentally I have plans for the next like couple of years in my head. Mm-hmm. Like I want to go on tour for the podcast and the thing that I'm creating that I've told you about that you're going to be a part of and I haven't had the energy to execute it or Mm. begin to execute it because I know it's not the perfect time because Mm -hmm. it's the perfect time to focus on my health. Right. It's so hard. Mentally, I struggle so much Mm. because physically it's just, I mean, I have to conserve my spoons, as I say, conserve my energy and it's definitely tough. Yeah. I think it's just the universe giving us the perfect time and like creating the space in our life to focus on us. 
like say that you did start doing all of this right now, whether it be in work and personal life, if like you and Jonathan took the next level and like got married and like started doing the kids thing or you couldn't focus on yourself fully right then or your business right then. It's like my friend Lena and I were just talking about this. I feel like so many people right now, the universe is doing so many things to make us focus on us, whether that's health wise or whatever it is. I completely agree. And I've felt that way ever since my health started to take a dip like last year. <laughs> she um, dove head first. That wasn't yeah, a No, dip. <laughs> that was not a dip. Like since I ran head first into the ground <laughs> and I saw it at first as such a gift mm-hmm. because it was, it was so clear to me that it was a gift from the universe. I've been talking about slowing down for easily two or three years. Mm-hmm. Wasn't wasn't doing it to the point where the people who listen to this podcast and follow me on Instagram would say, well, clearly it's one of your intentions every month to slow slow down, down. but you seem to lead a very fast paced life. Mm. And all I could say is I know like (laughs) you, right. I'm I'm trying so hard to slow down, but I wasn't trying that hard because it wasn't happening. Mm. So I viewed it as such a gift when I had to slow down, but I think I just didn't realize the extent of the health issues that yeah. would that would blossom from all this. And then I do get frustrated because it's beyond taking time and carving out space. Yeah, this is like it's, beyond self-care. It's like I have to cancel 50% mm-hmm. of the plans that I make, which are very minimal mm-hmm. because I can't make that many plans because I know most of the time how I feel. And then I'll have a good day. I'll make some plans for the week. And one by one by one, you by start one, canceling I will them. cancel them because yeah. I have no choice because I can't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. So today um, I was supposed to see Kelly Levesque a couple hours ago She's my neighbor Mm -hmm. and she's pregnant and we haven't seen each other lately. So we were just going to go to juice and she called and has like this crazy book deadline and was so apologetic about rescheduling. And I was like, thank you. No, literally, Mm -hmm. Kelly, I can't move. Like I'm in my bed. It's 2 p.m. I haven't Mm -hmm. moved all day. And I was pretty stressed about walking to juice, honestly. Yeah. Um. Plus, I knew that you were coming over and it takes quite a bit of energy to do a podcast, even though we're on the couch and, you know, it's Mm -hmm. chill and you're a friend, which makes it possible Mm -hmm. Um, because if you were a stranger, I would have canceled on on you. Yeah. (laughs) Because I wouldn't, I'm not on. I'm like brain fog. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. I'm exhausted, like tired and exhausted are like two different things. Well, yeah, I think that people don't realize the fatigue that comes along with the stuff that you and I both are kind of dealing with yours being much more extreme, but fatigue is such a real thing. It's so real. I mean, you could say mine's more extreme, but up until a few weeks ago, I didn't know what I had. So it's like, I think it's all relative. Mm -hmm. I think for all the people out there who are listening, who don't have a name yet for what they're going through, which was me for my whole life, Mm -hmm. all 27 years of my existence. I just had to guess. I don't even know if I'm 27. I'm like, am I I literally You said that and I'm like, are you 27? I don't know. I was born in 1990. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What? Yeah. October. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was, I was like, because I'm 25. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What the heck? So time's for, not real. Yeah, it's not. So for 27 years, almost 28, 
I never had a name for what I was going through, except I would latch on to the few names that I did have, like parasites or whatever. Um, So for all the people listening who don't have a name, I think it's all relative. Mm -hmm. Like fatigue is fatigue. And whether it comes from Lyme disease or thyroid issues like you have, um, which you can get into and tell us more about. um, It's all relative. That's what I have to say. It's like just because you have Lyme or because you have a name doesn't really make it doesn't make your issue more important than someone mm-hmm. else's it's mm-hmm. there it's all important it's if somebody feels a certain way they should be taken seriously yeah 100 i could talk about that all day girl i know all so day. um so before we get into the thyroid stuff mm-hmm. let's talk about some light-hearted things to to lead into our episode <laughs> let's add some I, light to I the find subject myself doing that it's like because we're friends so mm-hmm. it's like oh my god let's talk about this totally and, it's easier um, to be vulnerable and open up about that stuff and yeah, like vent which i'm excited to do because mm-hmm. it's real life stuff that everybody goes through but there's lots of light-hearted stuff that you share with Mm -hmm. the world on your youtube channel and social media and your whole entire brand is literally light light love and lace (laughs) and if anybody listening follows marissa on instagram which i'm sure at least most of you do or many of you do or you will (laughs) um it's just the epitome of light bright airy i always know that when i go to your page I'm going to see light colors and inspiring words and crystals. So that makes me happy. And something that you talk a lot about is angel numbers. We both have quite a few angel numbers in our lives. 444 has come and gone since we've been talking. Oh, girl. Um, Mm -hmm. And if anybody listening is like hearing us say this, while it's an angel number on the clock, like if you're listening and it's 111 or 222, please send us a screenshot oh because God. we will make my day. We will freak out with you. It happens all the time. Every time. Um, us in the car when we were driving to that baby shower. Yeah, oh my God. 50, angel numbers. thousand mm-hmm. angel numbers. So tell us a little bit about for people listening who might not know what mm-hmm. angel numbers are. Tell us what they are, how they show up. Yeah. So personally in my life, angel numbers they're a way for angel number angels to connect with you through messages. So if you're seeing reoccurring numbers or reoccurring, you know, numbers throughout your day, they could be on your phone. They can be the time. They could be like looking at a podcast in the scenario and like seeing that you're on one one one. There are any form of reoccurring numbers. So it's like, how do I explain it other than reoccurring numbers? Because I get people messaging me sometimes and they're like, well, I see five three nine six all the time, and I'm like, yeah. that's a little different. Right. I'm well, sure. Because- with my understanding, yeah. angel numbers are typically reoccurring numbers, mm-hmm. patterns of numbers, 333, three, three, mm-hmm. even 303 three in, some, in some senses, like 33. It's like yes. the traditional angel number. Which but, I am master number 33. Yeah, you are. Yeah. And if, but if you have other numbers that you see, like mine is 201, mm-hmm. which a lot of people are familiar with. Mine's 711. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Ashley, my photographer, is 1011. And that's my birthday. And it's like all these crazy different ways. What else? We have Nicola, my shaman in Ojai. She's mm-hmm. 4711. So it doesn't have to just be a recurring number. It's numbers that show up 
to you all the time. So let's explain it this way. I think this is the easiest way to explain it. Angel numbers, the reoccurring numbers, like 333, like 111, those are very like cookie cutter angel numbers where they have very exact messages. Like 111 is like, keep your thoughts positive. You're Mm. manifesting things. Like 333 is all about like Jesus and like the Holy Trinity and you're in the highest vibration. And 888 is all about um, like money and you're like, abundance is coming and 777 is like all about luck and like, you know, uh, Uh abundance and prosperity. So when you see numbers like that, it's very much your angels and angels in general are trying to give you signs. And if you're seeing a lot of them, whether they be the same numbers or just a ton of angel numbers, you can also view them as just like, heck yes, I'm on the right track. Like I remember one day, Uh, my heart had really been telling me to go to the beach, that I need to spend more time by the water. And so I'm driving out to Manhattan Beach and literally, I swear to you, every other car, there was an angel number. And I'm just like, hell yeah, girl. Like we're on the right track. Things are happening. Our chakras are aligned. Like, heck yes. yes. So view it that way. And then also for us, if it's like 201 or if it's 711, like you have these numbers that you are seeing constantly, view that as like your sign with the universe. So whether it be in this moment right now, you talk to the universe and you're like, okay, if I see this number or if I see this animal, I know that this is my sign that I'm on the right track. So the very beginning of 2018, I remember I was driving around Lake Tahoe all by myself. It was New Year's Day and I was sitting there having a conversation with the universe and I was like, okay, in 2018, if I see 7-Eleven and or a bear or a hummingbird, that's how I know I'm on the right track. And it's just as simple as that. Like, don't make it more complicated. So you have to give yourself some signals sometimes. You know what I mean? For sure. And you can ask for it too. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm driving and this always happens for some reason when I'm driving from Brentwood to the Valley, which is where my sister lives and a bunch of my family and Jonathan's family. So I find myself driving there quite a lot and it can be a drive in traffic. Anyone who lives in LA knows this. So sometimes to even just pass the time or bump up my mood, I'll say out loud, okay, universe or okay, angels or spirit guides, or I'll talk to like my grandmother who's passed Mm -hmm. on, show me some 201. Let's see it. And girl, show me that number. Yeah. And I'm not kidding within minutes or Mm -hmm. seconds, a car will drive by with 201 on the license plate. And then it'll be 444, 333, 201, JY, which are my initials, Mm -hmm. JY, 333. And I can't make this stuff up. No, yeah. Like if you scroll through my phone, you will see the illegal things I do while I'm driving (laughs) to take pictures. Because Okay, literally me. I always think about all these people who see me taking photos of their license plate and they're probably like, what is this girl doing with my license? Or like I'll be walking in like Air One parking lot or Whole Foods and I like literally will stop and take photos of license plate. And I had some guy one time be like, why are you taking a photo of my license I'm sure people are like, what the heck? And even this, um, someone who listens to this podcast, I wish I knew her name off the top of my mind, but she sent me this really cool picture the other day. She was listening to the podcast Mm -hmm. and she saw a license plate that said Joe-Yo, which is me, like Jordan Younger. Joe-Yo is like, you know, the first two letters of first and last name, nickname. And um, that was just really cool too. So it doesn't even have to be numbers. It's just synchronistic things that happen. Well, it's asking for signs. You know what I mean? 
and also it's very much like, I think it was Gabby Bernstein who said this in a book one time, like don't force the sign. Like yeah. if you ask for a number, that doesn't mean you add up a license plate. And you're like, oh girl, there's my sign. He my soulmate. And then right, you go right, back with that right. toxic dude once you got your right. sign. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. Yes. And I think of Gabby Bernstein frequently with this kind of stuff because she, yes, picking <laughs> got a piece of honey out of, out of the microphone. I think of her a lot because she has some really good points with angel numbers and spirit animals and not forcing things. Mm -hmm. And oh, brain fog's kicking in because where was I going with this? I had a really good point when it had to do with the numbers. Not to force them, not to add them. Not to force them. Because then you're you're forcing a message. Yes, yes, yes. I remember what it was. So I had a period of time when I, I was getting pretty spiritual. I was already, you know... I already had this podcast. Was there was a toe in the woo-woo pod. Yeah, there was a mm-hmm. lot of, yes, there was a lot of woo-woo stuff happening. But I was under the impression that some synchronistic things that were happening, ha- I, that I had to say yes to them because mm. they were synchronistic. Like mm-hmm. I had um, some people might remember this because I think I told this story at one point on the podcast, but I had this crazy vision in Kundalini, super clear that I was going to write a movie and that I was going to co-write this. it yeah, mm-hmm. with this guy who I didn't know yet, but I saw him in the vision and I told my best friend, Jill, when we left Kundalini, I'm going to write a movie and I'm going to write it with this guy who reminds me of our friend Tynan, but it's not him and it's so crazy. And then just in a matter of days, I got an email from this stranger who asked me if I would write a movie with him Mm -hmm. and turn his concept into a screenplay. So I said, yes, but I mean, first I met with him and, Mm -hmm. but I told him about all the crazy synchronicities Mm -hmm. and I had also just seen this alien movie i can't remember what it's called but it was a very popular movie with amy adams um oh away or something yeah like that? yeah okay yes i think it i yeah i know what you're talking about. um with yeah i will we'll put it in the show notes when i think of the name um, everyone in their head right now is like nobody cares this is such a small detail is it <laughs> no well because if anyone's seen the movie oh then they'll understand yeah oh okay such a good movie. so anyways i had just seen it and i'm like oh my god i'm an alien this is crazy Palladian. and yeah. um the guy who the writer his name's neil he was like oh yeah so my sister is going to be producing the, this movie with us he just produced this amy adams movie <gasps> oh okay i get the tie so yeah no, this is yeah. why it becomes a bigger detail <laughs> And I'm yeah. like, oh my God, the synchronicities are crazy. Mm. And I told him that I had a vision of the movie. And mm-hmm. so I said yes, but before any details were given. And then I quickly realized that I would be writing a movie pretty much for free and that it would take me away from my business and that yeah. it would add stress to my plate. I was already starting to get sick. And so I was trying to say no to a lot of things and right. it would be like taking on a second full-time job mm-hmm. and then signing it away and giving it to someone else. For and, nothing um, back. Yeah. And I mean, he was an amazing person and mm-hmm. so was his sister. Like they have this awesome thing going but it wasn't right for me Mm -hmm. and this whole story goes back to say that just because I had a vision of this Mm -hmm. and it seemed like it should be a hell yes because everything was aligning um you don't always have to say yes just because it goes back to something synchronistic or to an angel number well and it's funny you say that because 
maybe that you're outside of the situation now, it kind of feels like it was a test to me. Most people don't think about like all these things that line up sometimes are meant to be tests. Like, so in that situation, like you got all these things, you got all these signs, like you were on the right track. But long story short, like you also were trying to conserve your energy. You were also trying to focus on the podcast and the blog more at that time, if I remember correctly. So it was the universe being like, we're giving you more creative ideas, but you need to channel that into your own work and you need to not expend more energy, right? Exactly. Yes, it was a test. And Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I've learned so much about tests since then. And what other tests? There've been so many tests. I was even thinking, I think of it every time I look at Hudson, there was a test the day before I got him of this female cat that I really wanted that I tried to adopt. And um, <laughs> you would have named her Hillary. Like. <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, the woman who I was going to adopt her from <laughs> said that I had to get two cats or else she wouldn't let me bring her home. Whoa. Uh, Piper was the cat's name. <laughs> and I was devastated because I loved her. But at that time, like I told you, I've never had an animal in my life. I wasn't comfortable going from zero to two. And that was a huge test because the next day, this little man who I've had so many lifetimes with. This little squeak as we call him. The squeak man came into my life. And and although I was sad about the Piper Mm -hmm. thing that happened, I wouldn't have had my squeaky. That's one of those lessons about like not like what's the saying or not the saying, but instant gratification like it's supposed to be like no this is just not meant to work out and that's okay yeah letting go of instant gratification Mm -hmm. is hugely important and something that I'm still working on because I love the immediate gratification life and I think a lot of us do in this day and age because we can post something and people immediately start liking it and Mm -hmm. we feel all this we're outsourcing Mm -hmm. right and then like we were talking about you can see any healer you can kind of learn anything about yourself whether it's legitimate or totally fake um and it's all instant but the long-term game is so much more important in so many ways totally so where do you where do you find that in your life where do you see the most tests popping up I bring this up because one of the most popular podcasts I ever did, everyone wanted us to talk about the test and like manifesting. Okay. Let's so, talk and I have about a funny that. story about a test that I feel like I haven't even told you in our real life friendship oh. that you'll die. Okay. I it can't, just happened the other day. I can't wait to hear. So let me think while, while I'm thinking about tests in my life, tell me about some of yours. Okay. Well, tests in my life always come up in relationships, whether that be like romantic or friendship. And I very much love instant gratification as well. So I have very much been focusing on attracting the right people and keeping the right people in my circle, whether again, that be romantic or friendship. And girl, let me tell you about this test I got because he was the sexiest man I've ever seen in my life. And yes. I like made a, I, like we've done the whole nine yards. I have a vision board. I have a list. I've worked through my ish. So like, you know, I really do know what I want. And the moment that you put your foot down and you're like, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to accept. The universe will be like, is this really what you're going to accept? Is this really what you want? So this guy came into my life who was the most attractive man I've ever seen and was like 
very passionate and confident and attractive. And then I find out he's a Scorpio. And I'm like, ooh, yes. Which to everyone listening, Scorpios are very like magnetic and powerful and passionate. And then I find out he's in a polyamorous relationship. And obviously on my list is not to be in an open relationship. So it took everything in my power to turn this man down for a date. I wish you guys could see Jordan's face right now. She's like a very sympathetic friend who's like, I'm so sorry you had to say no. I'm so sad. But in my book, there's nothing worse than an open relationship. It would be very, very, Mm -hmm. very hard. Yeah, it's very much not up my alley. And I literally found myself making, I don't want to say excuses, but almost every rationality in my head to be like, I can go on just one date or like, oh, we could just like hang out for a while. Like, it's fine. But then if you're holding space for that in your life, like that person, you're then like wasting that space and that energy and just pushing off the real person, real end goal, real work goal, whatever it may be off even further. So it's so funny to me how these tests pop up. And I feel like the more you learn and the more you do, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. And I had to say no. And I didn't even linger on it. And it was just so funny because like, what are the odds of this like perfect polyamorous Well, that is a test in its truest form. Have you ever heard Aubrey Marcus speak? He's (gasps) He is so beautiful. He is, but I'm saying He's also in an open relationship. Because he's in an open relationship. And hearing him speak about it was the only time... In my life that I've been considering, I mean, not considering it for myself. Okay, he's very cute. She's I just showed Jordan this beautiful man. I love him. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's gorgeous. <laughs> but, and that must be one of his girlfriends in the picture. But hearing Aubrey Marcus speak about it made me see why someone might do it. And for spiritual reasons, if, if you've done a lot of like... Um, mind opening psychedelic drugs and different things, then I see why some people come to the conclusion that love is free. Love is love Mm -hmm. and love is not meant to be allocated to one person forever. And I could understand what he was saying, but also listening to a lot of what he said and his fiance was was on the podcast that I listened to. That would be very hard for me. And jealousy wise and just like attention wise, I I feel like there's not enough of there for me. I mean, yes, love is infinite. Love is everything. But the love that you have that I have, like it's supposed to be for one person. That's how I feel, because if I was splitting it between multiple men in my life, Mm -hmm. like I mean, things that a sensitive soul like Jonathan would never be able to handle that. Like, Girl, if, if, like could you imagine if, if John if Jonathan giving, had like three of you? Oh my God. If I'm giving too much love to myself, he's like <laughs> neglected. And, and that's, he's like holding he is, Hudson he in the corner. AF and so am I. So that's why in many ways it's perfect. Cause we understand each other. Um, but I mean, this whole thing with the Lyme di- diagnosis has been so hard because I've had to, channel a lot of the energy that I normally have for him into myself. And it's incredibly hard on a relationship, which I will totally do a podcast on one day. Yeah, you should do it with John. I would love to if he would come on and talk about it. He's he's I love the podcast with Jonathan. I know. And he's such a good sport to come on the podcast and he enjoys it in the moment, but he's so private. Yeah. So when it comes to like our relationship itself, 
I hope that you would be open to talk about it because I think it would help so many people Mm -hmm. and it would be cathartic for me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The test thing, the test going back, circling back to what you're saying, the test thing is huge. Yeah. And because I know for a fact I would not want to be in an open relationship. Right. Right. Absolutely. Let alone. So what are some other areas in your life where tests show up? I think so again relationships are the hardest ones for me where it's very easy for me to make excuses for people but I think that I've had ones come up again where it's a lot of work projects where I'm spreading myself too thin and I feel like I voice memoed you about this the other day like I had this big deal that I was supposed to do with this brand and once I kind of dove more with them and learned about them as a company and it was a huge deal like it was a lot of money to give up so I didn't know like how to do it I didn't know how to tell them like I don't want to do this like Because with what we do, it's like so much of our job is people being able to trust us and our authenticity and, you know, wanting to support these brands. So it's very hard sometimes to know how to turn down deals. You know what I mean? Yes, it's difficult. It's very difficult. It's one of those things where you have to question from every angle, Mm -hmm. is it worth it to walk away from this? Will I regret this at any point? Mm -hmm. Or is it worth it to push in and push through it? And for me, over time, I've gotten to like a very, very, very solid place of saying no to anything that's not 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have some long-term ongoing partnerships that, I mean, I've been doing for like years. Right. And sometimes at this point I feel like they're not 100% synergistic mm-hmm. not with the brand because the people um, with, yeah. the, with the people who yeah. I'm speaking to behind behind the scenes and as sensitive human beings you and I it really affects me yeah and I know it affects you too well and that's the heart that's where this test came in because it was a very more intricate test it wasn't about the product it wasn't about the money like it was simply about knowing these people who are behind this product and behind the brand where I'm like I don't want to promote this it was so for example it was like a skincare like beauty company and when companies send you these briefs for beauty and skincare products they have kind of like a kind of like a slideshow of what they want the um, the theme almost to be for the ads and like all this stuff. And it was mainly focused around like white women. And I'm like, that's not what I want to promote, that that is the only form of like beauty that we can promote. Like it left one of those like gross pits in your stomach where you're like, this is what you're promoting. And I had never thought that when I had purchased the brand's products or anything like that. And so it was very, very odd. Like it was only white women in the profile brief. There was only like, they're like, we want it to be very white and bright. And like, it was just very uncomfortable. That is uncomfortable. And I think when anything leaves you with the pit in your stomach, you know that that's a sign to walk away. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't fit with your core values and inclusivity and everything that you stand for, it's an obvious no. I mean, it doesn't always feel like an obvious no because it's also your business and making business decisions is one thing, Mm -hmm. but it's so interesting with what we do because business and personal are so meshed because it is your business, but like it's you as a personal human being Mm -hmm. talking about the brand and photographing the brand 
And it's pretty interesting. I mean, I applaud you for walking away from the partnership that didn't feel right. And ultimately, it's, I mean, it might not seem like a smart business move, quote unquote, in the moment, but down the line it is because people follow you because they trust your opinion. They trust your authenticity. And if you're unauthentically talking about something, you lose credibility. And down the line, Mm -hmm. when you lose credibility, nobody wants to work with you. Right. Or even like spiritually and energetically, if you're doing things that aren't in alignment, like you're then throwing off like your brand and your business always need to be in alignment too. If you're doing everything from a very surface level or superficial, like egoic place of just wanting the money, like Mm -hmm. everything in your business is going to feel off. Definitely. Yeah. This is an interesting thing to think about because speaking of brands and partnerships and money and blogging and all that kind of stuff for so many years, for the last three years, probably, I was doing so much in the way of brand partnerships and it was just a huge part of my business and I had managers and like between the two of us, like things are between, you know, me and the manager, mm-hmm. things were flowing in. That was something that I just never, ever, ever, ever had to worry about. And I did say no to a lot of things, but I said yes to a lot of things and work was abundant and everything was wonderful. And then I really stopped being so passionate about that type of work because when I started to get sick, different things like photo shoots and things that go into working with a brand became very unappealing to me because I wasn't feeling well. So I wasn't in the mood to be in these photo shoots or set them up or even talk about that kind of stuff because what I wanted to talk about on my blog and social media was much more just deeper how I'm feeling yeah. and deeper. So then I took two months off quite recently. And um, since then, because I wasn't on email or anything for two months, things are so different because I'm still doing some partnerships, but they're not they're not the way that they were where I would be doing, I don't know how many a month, 30, 50, a hundred, like, I don't know, all over across different channels. And now I could count on two hands how many partnerships I'm doing like this whole summer. Right. And it's a really interesting thing because I personally feel so much more fulfilled, but it also adds this flip side of the coin to what I'm, to what I have to think about because it does make me a lot more cautious with my money and with the way that I spend my money and, you know, things I've, I've chosen not to make finance, financial success a part of my radar right yeah, now. Yeah, a part of your decision making. Um, and like money to me, everybody has such a different relationship with money. And since I in my career have not had issues with it, have not had blockages. Manifesting was just like, boom, like things would come super easily. And now I'm in this different place where I'm actually thinking for once, like I'm purposely not doing these things, but Mm -hmm. it's forcing me to look at money in a different way. And it's been really good for me, but it's also just been interesting because 
as a manifester, as a manifesting person, and both of us are so into manifesting, and it's something that we should definitely talk about. I'm very cautious because I don't ever want to get into a position where I have blockages around money because Mm -hmm. all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm only doing X amount of partnerships this month. Like that means I'm making this much and that means I shouldn't go on that trip or I shouldn't do this or do that. And the last thing I want to do is like, get to this point where I'm like creating a block. Yeah. Creating a block. Yeah. So have you ever been in that position? Well, I think that the greatest thing that if anyone could take away something good from what Jordan just said is that like, you've had a lot of money. You've had lots of money coming in and that did not make you exponentially more happy. It did not make me happy. So a lot of people think that having a lot of money will make you really happy. And as someone who's both had a lot of money and like has also struggled with money, one like obviously money makes things easier. It makes decisions easier. It takes a little bit of weight off of things, but actual true fulfillment does not come from money. And I want everyone to know that because so many people put so much power and give money so much power when really money is just energy. So if you have a block around money, you just have a block around energy. Like that energy block is really just somewhere else. And most of the time it's in feeling like you don't deserve to have a good life. You don't deserve to have that freedom. You don't deserve to have that trip. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And with manifesting money, so many people don't talk about like, if I could give anyone a huge tip around manifesting money, like, girl, you want to make that coin? Like you need to hop on the law of action. So there's this book called The Game of Life and How to Play It. And I'm obsessed with it. I've read it for, I think, like the past three years or something. And that book is everything. It talks about like, I think it's the 12 laws of manifesting and like the 12 laws of, you know, just our life. And the biggest one that I always tell people about is law of action. Like you could be sitting here being like, perfect example, we'll use Jordan. Like Jordan was in Bali. She was healing. She was also trying to manifest X, Y, and Z things. And she had all these opportunities coming into her emails for money to come in. But without her using the law of action and going into her email and making these brand deals happen, that money could not create itself. Does that make sense? Yeah, very much. So it's such a funny thing where we kind of sit here and close our eyes and we're like, okay, we're manifesting this. It's like, but where are you creating that channel for it to come in? It's so important. Mm -hmm. That's so true. And I couldn't agree more with what you said about money does not create happiness. And I think a certain amount of financial comfort is important Mm -hmm. to take the weight off of your shoulders and to be able to do some of the things that make you happy. And that's relative for everybody. I have friends who are perfectly happy living in their van in Venice Beach and wearing the same outfit every single day and not working and not spending money. And they're some of the happiest people that I know. Definitely. Some of the people that I met on Sumba Island in Bali who live in a hut with their whole village and struggle to put food on the table. Those are easily the happiest people I have ever met. Mm -hmm. Um, But then it depends on how you were raised and who you are. Because for me, I mean, and for many of us listening who were raised with food on the table and a roof over our heads and the ability to travel and certain other things, um, it's all relative. So for me, I like the comfort of knowing that if I felt like it, I could 
go to Australia tomorrow or I you could, could go to Bali for two months yeah. and turn your email off right like, that's a comfort you created right. for yourself and it is something I've created for myself and so it's important to remember that it's all relative and if there's anything that I learned from that whole roundabout story that I just told <laughs> and it was more roundabout because it's very uncomfortable to just be clear and direct and mm-hmm. say not to you but to we are recording You're being so vulnerable. it's going to a lot more people yeah. It's very uncomfortable to say the real truth, which is that I made a lot of money for a really long time and I was Mm -hmm. not happy. Yeah. So now I'm trying out something a little bit different and it's a little uncomfortable. That was the gist of everything I was saying. Yeah. And I want everyone to take in what Jordan said. Like vulnerability is so beautiful and Jordan's sharing that. And with that, take away the fact that again, like money will not make you happy. So if what you're taking away from this is you want to learn how to manifest something and you want to learn how to love yourself more or you want to learn to be happier, know that money is not the direct access to that. Absolutely. And what I learned from that whole situation above and beyond everything else is that there are certain things that I do, certain brand deals that I have, etc., that do fulfill me and make me feel really happy. They also provide me the ability to pay my rent and go to Air One every day. And there are very, very few of those. And those are the ones that I've said yes to. And Beyond that, I was just overworking the absolute living daylights out of myself and I did make myself very sick. So I was just telling Ashley, my photographer yesterday, that what I've learned because she we were photographing for some brands and she's like, what other brands, you know, do you have going on right now? And I was like, none, Ashley, this is the deal. Like, this is what this is what I'm focusing on. And I told her, like, I have my amazing podcast sponsors who everyone listening, you'll, you'll have heard who they were in this episode. Yeah, Four Sigmatic. (laughs) Brands that I love so much. Mm -hmm. And, um... I work with a couple brands on Instagram because it's ridiculously fun for me to be involved with some of these brands and take yoga photos and have these personal relationships. Some of them have been five years of friendships in the making and that's it. And I don't need or want to do more than that. And I see what I was doing was so much more and yes to everything. And it it, it was just too much. And I've had the wonderful freedom now of being able to meet friends for coffee in the middle of the day and things that we do on the weekends and luxuries I didn't have when, when money came first in my mind, or Mm -hmm. I was never really thinking about money, but working, working because that was always what was instilled in me was work ridiculously hard and well, then work harder. Yeah, what I was going to say, and like we don't have to talk about this if it's too vulnerable, but we very much grew up in the same way where every time I go home and see my grandparents, and I love them to death, but every time I see them, they ask me how much money I'm making and how many deals I'm doing and how's how's work going? How's the money? And what my grandparents always say is like, oh, are you like making that nut? Like, you know how like squirrels so always cute. have to like, yeah. you know, like stash all their acorns and everything and so when you talked about that with your dad I was like girl I get that on such a heavy level because it puts this pressure on you that you don't even have on yourself because I have such a spiritual view around money like money truly is just energy like if you were to have a hundred dollar bill in front of you like it's literally a piece of paper it's the energy and this belief that we have around it that has created the value and so if you're always hanging on to money and if you're always like stashing this money for a rainy day, like the rainy day is going to come. 
But if you are in a belief that all of that energy and that money is always flowing to you and you're always in a state of giving and receiving, like 100%, that is the life you're going to create. I completely agree with you. And yeah, I mean, I love that you say that because we were 100% raised in that similar way. And I mean, I did speak about this on the podcast, as you know, that my dad, you know, daily says to me, how much money are you making? And anyone who knows my dad from social media, from following me, he's hysterical. He's so loving. He's so, he's the most generous person on the Mm -hmm. whole planet. They ask from a loving way. But he is a diehard through and through businessman workaholic is a workaholic who came from nothing Mm -hmm. and work ethic is what matters to him Mm -hmm. and um financial success to him is 100% financial and he's also coupled with this an extreme pessimist Mm -hmm. so if I say yeah I'm doing 15 brand deals this week dad and they're all for thousands of dollars, just mm-hmm. say that were the case. Yeah, if I said X, Y, that, and Z. Mm-hmm. He would say, "Why aren't? Why isn't it double? Yeah. Why isn't it triple? Why isn't it quadruple?" And over the years, I never realized how stressful that was for me, right? It's or just what it was doing to your subconscious. Is. But when I was in Bali, I had a huge breakthrough. I was sitting at a two hundred one address, of course, <laughs> and looking out at the rice fields before sunrise, which is very uncommon for me, <laughs> but I was very jet lagged. Um, and a cat like broke into my house, just a random stray cat in the, the house where I was staying and woke me up and him and I were sitting out watching the sunrise, the cat and myself. And I had this massive intuitive wave wash over me where I was like hysterically crying just immediately out of nowhere with this information about just knowing that my dad saying this to me and the whole nature of my relationship with my dad was caught was making me sick Mm -hmm. and I was hysterical and I was thinking do I should I talk to him about this because this is the kind of person I am like until I talk about it I'm gonna feel this way and it's going to shadow everything until I talk to him about it or should I not because I don't want to like break his heart if I do and um I wound up telling him over FaceTime just that morning because I had to had to get it off and he felt really bad and he recognized the truth and everything I said and well he's a reflector so I'm sure he was able to like take on that energy that you were feeling and understand that even if your dad's not spiritual like facts which he's not but yeah reflectors are reflectors (laughs) and this was before I knew he was a reflector Mm -hmm. so he said he would do that and then he and I don't really talk on the phone or anything because he doesn't really use phones and Mm -hmm that kind of thing. So I mainly see him in person and then I speak to him through my mom like pretty much daily like Mm -hmm. if he's in the background. Yeah. But when I was home after the water fast and I learned that he was a reflector, that told me everything. Mm -hmm. And then Jenna from reading his chart, human design chart reader, she saw that my dad is not living his human design and that's even in his chart. Right. Like he's the type of reflector who doesn't want to be a reflector. And she said growing up in a household with a reflector and being a reflector, if he's not living his reflector self, then that could 
that affect you yeah um over time and that is what happened and then hear that dad yeah and then i will (laughs) say when i was home he asked me the whole how much money are you making Mm. thing 10 times more than usual because he really? knew he wasn't supposed to. So then he was making it like a big joke, but it wasn't oh. a joke. And my mom was upset because like, yeah, I asked him not to do that. And yeah. I was upset and it's just a whole thing. So mm. I think that has a lot to do with the pressure that I put on myself and everybody listening can, you know, probably relate in some level because our generation is so much different, so focused on such different things in many ways than our parents' generation and our grandparents' generation. And my dad is just regurgitating what his parents told him, which is right. probably what their parents told them. And if there's anything that I've learned in this spiritual quest and journey is that breaking the patterning of what our parents have been through that didn't really work for them Mm -hmm. um, is incredibly important in just the liberation of our souls and our happiness. And in many ways, I think it means we'll be more successful for it. And success could come in all sorts of ways. To me, success is happiness and contentedness with my everyday life, love, all these amazing abundant things. Yeah, it's not just and a number in the bank account. You can't account. have those mm-hmm. when you're focused on one thing and that one thing is 100% work-related. Yeah. Okay, so just a brief interruption from our conversation with Marissa to talk about our second sponsor of today, Daily Harvest. So you might recognize them from Instagram. They're very popular. I post them all the time and lots of other bloggers do also. So Daily Harvest delivers one-step prep frozen plant-based eats straight to your door with your choice of smoothies, harvest bowls, soups, functional lattes, overnight oats, and more. They also use completely perfectly portioned cups of organic fruits and vegetables. And you know that organic portion is extremely important to me. And they also keep in mind to pick the fruit when it's ripe and then freeze it. So it's perfectly ripe, juicy, and delicious. They work with the farmers to do this. So it's not one of these companies that's just frozen and you don't know if it's fresh. It's completely fresh. My go-to with Daily Harvest is their mint and cacao smoothie. It tastes like mint chip ice cream. It is so good. Minimal ingredients, really delicious. And I know all my fellow chocolate mint lovers will love it. So go to dailyharvest.com and enter the promo code SOUL, that's S-O-U-L, to get three cups free in your first box. That's promo code SOUL for three free Daily Harvest cups at dailyharvest.com. Dailyharvest.com with the code SOUL. You guys will fall in love. Now let's head back into this episode with Marissa. I've learned a lot in the last year and getting sick and just like repatterning my parents' structure of how they live their life. And I mean, it sounds like you have too. You're very clear on your beliefs Mm -hmm. and it has a lot to do with your Aries nature Mm. and just who you are. Yeah. 
I am an Aries. So, and I think too with that is like my grandparents are very, and just for anyone who like doesn't know any backstory, my parents met when they were like 18. They met in NA. So like my grandparents raised me and love my family from afar, but you know, my grandparents are the only ones I talk to. And so if you're listening to this and you're not close to your family for whatever reason, like let this be a moment to take a breath and know that's okay. Um, A lot of people have this weird pressure on themselves if they like, I'm looking at Jordan and trying to like relay this to her, but it's okay for us to have conversations with our parents that are uncomfortable. Like we put this on this pedestal that they're almost above us, but really it's like they are just souls themselves. And like, we have to communicate these things that we need to them. You know what I mean? Oh my God. I feel like I could write a dissertation on like my dad as a reflector Mm -hmm. and his soul and just like growing up and learning that your parents are people and not putting them on a pedestal. And like, if I could just take care of my dad's soul and nurture that like little boy, honestly, Mm -hmm. that is in there who, cause, cause I've told him like, you're a reflector. You could live your life so much differently and be so much happier. And he's just like, I'm sure I could, but why would I? I'm in my seventies and I'm not changing. Mm -hmm. And he has no No desire Mm -hmm. to change how he is. And I mean, I can't blame him for that. It is also a generational thing. Um, My grandparents were the same way. Right. But Mm -hmm. I'm like, this kills me because what I believe in is obviously, you know, our souls go on forever. And so I'm already seeing the future of like when my dad passes away at a very healthy and old, you know, many, many, many at years from now. 11 years yeah, old. He is going to live a long time. Byron, if he's you anything, will be around here for a while. If he's anything like Byron Sr., he's mm-hmm. going to live for a long time. Um, my grandpa, who I love, um, my, like, I imagine that when my dad passes and his soul goes to the next place, he will see that he didn't live his design. And even beyond human design, he will see that he didn't live um, according to, you know, he's, he's, clearly here yeah in my eyes to receive some karmic lessons well that's what i was gonna say even if he doesn't do it in this lifetime his next he's gonna be like the most fun loving little gem like, totally and he is fun loving mm-hmm. i will have to show you some videos i've been receiving of my parents in hawaii right now my God, like they're living dad, our best life uh, yeah like <laughs> he lives his best life mm-hmm. he my parents are social butterflies they have more friends than anyone i know my dad drinks every dirty night. martinis like, and skinny jeans this one goes out to night. you girl yeah <laughs> yeah like they have plans every night of the week they travel they're they have so much fun but like on a deep deep no deep level yeah his next life is going to be like dedicated to that i bet you more than anything if anyone needs an akashic record reading we need one for your dad god i know we need some past life info yeah what's so funny is that he is so not spiritual Mm -hmm. but like he really related to the reflector thing and he's brought, brought it up since then in some really just in intuitive ways like he knows when to be like oh yeah well that's because we're reflectors Mm. and if anyone listening doesn't know how rare reflectors are the fact that there are two reflectors in the same family me and my dad immediate family as well like completely unheard of Mm -hmm. and it is rare af and so i that's why i'm saying i want to do a dissertation on it and also to circle back to what you said for people who aren't close to their families and maybe feel bad about that. I have so many people on social media who tell me 
you're so lucky like to be so close to your parents and what a beautiful relationship and that's true and I feel so I have so much gratitude for that every day it's the first thing I write about in my gratitude journal every day but no you can look in on someone's life and think that it looks so perfect and my family beyond my parents is like you know not like that and I haven't spoken to my brother in a year and there's like some very deep dark very sad things and like that and that my parents have been through too so you just never know from the outside looking in and for people listening whatever your family situation is just know that you're not alone yeah whatever your family situation looks like that's what it is for you and it's okay to be that way exactly and what I was gonna say is like I haven't talked to my dad since I was 16 so that's almost been a decade and I the best thing you can do is like view your parents as their own real people. And that helps you a lot with forgiveness and helps you a lot with healing. And just know it's, it's okay to love from afar sometimes and know it's okay to like separate yourself sometimes. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like at the end of the day, you truly do need to do what's best for you, which is hard for a lot of people. And that doesn't mean you have to cut them out for eternity. That just means you need a little bit of a break sometimes. Yeah. And for people like me, I don't know if it's because I'm a reflector or I just don't like to let go of people. That's like almost impossible. The whole That's codependent thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, that too. Um, and I have overcome that. Like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. I was friends with every single ex-boyfriend for like decade, for a decade. I don't know how. Um, every single ex-boyfriend I have ever had, including from like high school, is blocked on everything. See, we're different in no, that yeah. sense. I was talking to my friend about this last night in the car. She's like, you are the only person I know who blocks numbers. And I was like, well, let yeah, me tell you why. Because <laughs> I energetically cannot hold space for them. And because I am someone where, just like we're saying, I have a hard time like letting go. And so I literally, if someone were to reach out to me and need something, and I'm a projector, so people come to you and they need something, like I would not have the heart to say no. Yeah. Well, I understand that. And I admire that. I think that there is something to be said for just cutting boundaries, toxicity out of your life and having boundaries. And I have learned over time to do that. And actually being sick this year has forced me to have boundaries. And it was, it's been the first time in my life that I really, I feel like I really did cut out some ex-boyfriends and that's so hard for me and I mean most people listening know I'm in a very happy relationship I have no reason to have contact and friendships with these exes in my life and in many ways I mean it would be disrespectful to Jonathan to do so but I did find a way to do it anyway do in, it a in a loving way, way because that's literally who I am mm-hmm. and I don't believe in all the social norms and rules that we have that are like well he's your ex-boyfriend so he can't be your friend and it's right. like I don't believe in any of that um, but for other reasons I saw how powerful letting go can be and loving from afar and actually what it does for the other person too and it's still hard. I mean, there are things I miss about these people like mm-hmm. a lot, but it's a really important thing to do to be able to love from afar and just know that as sensitive creatures, we do not even have the space to hold in our hearts. Like you're saying for all these people. Yeah. 
and Jordan and I, so tapping into human design a little bit, like we've been mentioning, like Jordan and I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're the two types that don't generate energy. We're the non-energy beings. beings. And so I have to be very careful and very aware of who I let in my space and who I'm around. Because with human design, like, you know, where your chart looks like, it's where you absorb other people's energy. And almost all of my chart is white and all of Jordan's chart is white. So we take on other people's energy like crazy. And that doesn't even have to, you don't even have to physically be around them to take on someone's energy. If you are like connected to someone, so like cord cutting, how people refer to, like you need to energetically cut someone. Like you can have a connection to an old friend or an ex-boyfriend or a family member that you're not really talking to right now. And you can be taking on their energy so much without even realizing it. And then that's affecting your day-to-day life and your energy and your vibration. And you don't even realize it's happening. Yes, 100%. And something I learned from Jenna reading my dad's chart is that reflectors and I'm sure this is also true for projectors as non-energy beings are the sum of the people around them and the energy of the people around them. And so specifically in work environments, which was really applicable for my dad, Mm -hmm. the people that you work with, like that will determine the success and the health, the healthiness of the business that you're in. And, um, that can be said for us non-energy beings for sure. And then everybody listening, if you're a generator or a manifester or a manifesting generator, just know the impact that you have on us non-energy beings because you are the motor that gets us through. But um, we really soak in all of your negativity and your positivity. Mm -hmm. So it's just something interesting to know because like you could really depending on what you do for work and social life, you could really make or break someone's day, energy, yeah, someone's all of the energy in someone's day. So, and if you are listening and you don't know what your human design type, you can go to mybodygraph.com, which we can put in the show notes. No affiliation whatsoever, <laughs> but I just know. Not sponsored. Yeah, not hashtag. Rent ain't being paid this month by yes. that. <laughs> exactly. Don't add that to my list of the few sponsorships. Although if they wanted to, I would be elated. <laughs> but uh, Mind Body Graph, hit it up. Yeah, no. <laughs> Email in the show notes. Yeah, Email in the show notes. You can but please contact me there. Have you ever... Everyone always talks about mind body graph. I've never used mind my body, body graph. Oh, my body graph. Yeah. I've never used my body graph. I know that's what you said. I use Human Design America or something like that. Well, that's great too. I just wanted to mention something because I know every time we talk about human design, they wonder. There are a handful of people who say, "What is that, and mm-hmm. how can I figure it out?" Right. And all you need to look it up is your birthday, your place of birth, and your time of birth, which is same stuff that you need for your birth chart and astrology. And it's just a really interesting way to get to know yourself a little bit better. And ultimately, like none of these words, none of these things define us. Mm. And it's cool. It's great to know. In many cases, it's important, but you are who you are. And if you have self-awareness, that's what's really important. I think that the way that I view all of these things, whether it be different things in astrology, like our birth charts or learning about our human design or learning about crystals or Kundalini, like all of these things are breadcrumbs to being your highest self. And like, 
they're just little pathways there. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love thinking of it that way. It is. Mm -hmm. And it's important not to get too caught up in all that stuff Mm -hmm. and seeing all the healers and the chart readers because ultimately you do hold the keys at the end of the day to knowing who you are and you're the only person who holds those keys. Mm -hmm. And depending on every single other thing in your chart and your human design, like you could not resonate or relate to it and you know who you are so you know what's you know what's up basically totally that's what my brain fog has come to like 100 think of the other words but you know what's up but i think with human design and with all the birth chart stuff like in particular they have helped me have this new understanding of myself like it's almost like they gave me permission for certain things like for projectors and just like reflectors like we don't create our own energy and so learning that it you know, we are only supposed to work three to four hours during the day and, you know, sleeping alone partially of the night for projectors is really good, which I learned why in all my relationships, like I prefer going to bed before the other person. And it's so I have a couple hours to sleep alone because that's when my aura releases other people's energy. That makes a lot of sense. Right. Or even learning about the type of diet for your energy type. And because I don't create my own energy, Jenna Zoe always talks about how projectors, and I'm sure it's like this for reflectors, I would guess, but this could be wrong, that eating a high carb, low fat vegan diet is best for our body and eating like quote unquote clean diet, like not a lot of processed food, not a lot of junk because our body can't process that. Like our bodies do require the quote unquote, again, cleanest foods to, you know, process the right way because we're not creating this energy. Exactly. When, I love that she yeah, talks about that. When manifestors can literally eat anything they want because they oh can gosh. create anything no they want in wonder. their body. And I'm like, bitch, let me be born again as a manifestor. I know. My old roommate, Claire, who lives in New York, who we lived together in college and we studied abroad together. She's a manifestor. She's the only manifestor I know personally that I that I've looked up their chart at least and she can eat whatever she wants at any given time. You could walk into the bedroom when we live together and it could be like 4 p.m. and she's eating an entire can of Pringles and then she can eat dinner. But like she is slim. She (laughs) looks amazing. And it was always a joke amongst all of our friends. Like she eats at the most random times Mm -hmm. snacks and Mm -hmm. things and then like wouldn't really eat. Snacks um, as in a whole sleeve of Pringles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snack type foods, but then is not. She would order a plate of food at a meal and not touch it. And like in Italy, when we studied abroad, this was particularly noticeable. And I would make fun of her all the time. Like, why do you order sandwiches if you don't touch sandwiches? Mm -hmm. Like ever. And she's like, I don't know. I just do. And she's she's hysterical. I love her in every single way. And she is the manifester in my life. So it is interesting to know, especially because I know so many people listening struggle with food and just like feeling good and finding the right type of eating for them. And it's good to know your human design when it comes to just knowing how sensitive you are and what might be the best diet for your design Mm -hmm. because what I learned being a reflector has changed my life to eat alone as much as possible like you probably noticed at the baby shower we went to Mm -hmm. I didn't touch the food until I got starving right Right. I literally I look at you I'm like what can you eat here right (laughs) what what do we need right and I and I loved you know that food looked beautiful and it was all vegan and I could have eaten it but I don't 
eat I don't like to eat in a crowd and mm-hmm. I don't like to eat at a party like because what I'm doing as a reflector is I'm eating and then everyone's energy mm. around us so I eat alone most of the time and then does that include even like alone from Jonathan I was gonna say there are a couple people that are exceptions which would be Jonathan and my family mm-hmm. and then a couple of close friends who I just see all the time just because I don't feel like I'm eating their energy because I know them so well does that include if they're non-energy beings I don't think in my case I don't think it matters because mm-hmm. Jonathan's a generator my mom's a right. projector like whatever they are it's just that I know them so well right. and I'm so comfortable around them that I think like everything's calm so there's no like I'm just not eating their energy because I'm not even thinking about right. it because you're so at ease life, mm-hmm. but otherwise I really eat alone and if I don't get to eat alone I'm very upset like very disappointed because mm-hmm. like it satiates me it's very calming you for can me. feel the difference I can feel a huge difference and intuitively I always knew that and then Jenna telling me that just a few months ago blew my mind mm-hmm. and she's like oh I don't know if this is going to be really hard for you but you should try eating alone I was like you're speaking my language that is not hard for me at all. I love it. Like I, and I could be, this is the one exception in a crowded place and eat as long as I'm by myself. I don't care how many people are around. Mm, like I, but you're there alone. Yeah. I happily eat at air one or even other restaurants by myself all the time. Love going out to eat by myself. I don't care who's around. It's just, I just don't want them to be with me. Yeah. Cause you're like in your own bubble, <laughs> which is why you're like, this is my light bubble. Don't yeah, look in here. Don't right. breathe in here. Which is mm-hmm. why when I run into people who I know and they just sit down mm. with me, like, I mean, you're like, that wasn't stop, an invite don't stop doing that people. Cause I love it. But it's like, I will have to stop eating. Cause yeah. it just doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all so interesting. So the human design stuff is, a good tool, a good It's lesson. a great tool. Yes. And then to circle back to it, because we did bring it up in the beginning of the episode, tell us about what has been going on with your health and how you're dealing with it. And oh, you're doing medical mediums. So yes, just yes, tell yes. us how it's all working out. I have dove into the medical medium world, which I love so much. And it's so funny because I dove into it, I think I it was right before you went to Bali, right? Because I remember I I messaged you. I hadn't told anyone that I was like looking into it. And so it was so wild that you posted the photo of the book. And I was so interested, but I was honestly very overwhelmed. And what had been going on is, so a bunch of different things run in my family from like mental health to thyroid issues to different cancers run in my family. And I had been feeling so... I don't even know how to explain it. Just very not myself. And I was very exhausted and had extreme fatigue. My mood swings were like something crazy where I was diagnosed as bipolar. And I just, I saw my mom go through her bipolar and always struggling to find medication and always like struggling to find what her perfect fit was to a sense where like she relied heavily on drugs and alcohol. And so she tried to like self-medicate. And so I knew I didn't 
personally want to go down the medication route uh, right away. And I firmly believe that a lot can be healed with food and a lot can be healed with your mindset and your diet. And that's not for everyone. So don't think that, you know, if you do have a mental illness that this is directed at you. I say this with love that in my personal path right now that it's not right for me and I'm trying to work inward. And what I found with medical medium And what I found just with my doctor is that a lot of the symptoms that I was dealing with were a lot of thyroid issues as well and a lot of adrenal stuff. So not to say that I'm not bipolar, but (laughs) I'm talking to my, um, my psychologist and my primary doctor and so thyroid issues run in my family to the sense where my grandma had her thyroid zapped. So she doesn't, her thyroid doesn't create anything and it doesn't overproduce anything or underproduce. It literally does like nothing. Yolanda Hadid. Yes. So she had that done. And I knew that if I didn't kind of take it more seriously now that I might go down that path that it might get there. So I started looking into medical medium because I met my friend Holly who had Hashimoto's and she, which is a thyroid issue, autoimmune thing, right? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't know a lot about I it. I mean, but- I think so. A lot. Mm-hmm. Of, I know a lot of people listening at it because we have the group, the Facebook yeah. group. Um, it'll be in the show notes. Uh- <laughs> yes. Add it to the show notes. Um, but yeah, so I learned about medical medium and then I was reading all his books and he talks about bipolar disorder. He talks about thyroid. He talks about adrenal. And so I started talking to my doctor about it and she and I've been seeing her since I was 16. And so we knew that it would kind of be almost inevitable that some sort of thyroid issue would be coming up for me. So from being on birth control since I was 15 or 16, from being in two very, to put it lightly, toxic and exhausting relationships that were very up and down. And then just from overall stress and overall life and, you know, the foods that I was putting in my body, my thyroid is shot and my adrenals are shot. And it was having no energy, extreme mood swings, like how I was having a lot of skin issues. And, you know, if you do think that you have any of these things, it's like blood work. And for your adrenals, it's like saliva tests. And so if you have anything, just go to your doctor and say you want to look into these things. Like, I get a lot of questions about that. Did you ever get that, Jordan? Where people are like, how do they test for this? Oh, yeah. I get that question lately, hundreds of times per day. Yeah. And if anyone currently has that question, it's in my blog post that I did on my diagnosis journey. I mean, I even put my doctor's name in there, mm-hmm. which I recently learned is like semi-illegal. So I might change Ooh, that. Okay, so we're going to um, take that I don't out. Know if it's illegal, but I guess what happens is if you recommend a doctor mm-hmm. and someone goes to that doctor and, and they aren't happy with their results, like there could be legal issues. So Ooh, I don't want to put that idea in anybody's <laughs> mind. I trust everyone who listens to this podcast. Love and light to everyone. I put the testing that I did yeah. in there, but I don't put the names of the tests because I actually think it's pretty important to just to talk to your doctor. doctor and I can't recommend yeah. the tests. I don't know anything about them. I 100%. just know that I did them. Well, a lot of people ask and I think in a sense of like, they're a little scared of what the oh, process yeah. would no, be I, like. I appreciate yeah. the question because hello, mm-hmm. like I was in that position yeah. for years. So I get it. But so it was really simple. Yeah. See a doctor, talk to your doctor and, you know, do know that some doctors don't think that a Adrenal fatigue is a real thing. Luckily, I have a very oh, woke busy. doctor who, Thank God yeah, for woke doctor girl, she works at Kaiser and she's woke as hell. And I have no idea how I got Thank so goodness. lucky. Okay, a lot of people seem really happy with Kaiser. I've had Kaiser my whole life, and I can't say anything negative That's about good. it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we did all the testing. 
thing and I have hypothyroidism, which essentially is my thyroid not producing enough. And with a lot of thyroid issues come adrenal issues. They go very hand in hand. So I have severe adrenal fatigue and then I have hypothyroidism and I was talking to my doctor and, you know, I've always been very honest with her and honest with all my doctors that medication is not my first route. That's not what I want to do. I really love and respect and have so much gratitude for this world that we live in where we have so many options now. And I think that Western medicine is beautiful and we have, you know, so many options, but I am someone who really believes in the healing power of food and also mindset and, you know, just your life and what you're putting into your body and I think that a big thing for me was realizing this birth control that I was on for over a decade, realizing what effect that had on my body. And just, you know, really, when you really think about it, that being in these crazy, stressful, up and down, I hate using the word toxic, but toxic relationships, like seeing my doctor make a joke about all this stress being put on my body. She's like, oh, nothing says breakup, like adrenal fatigue. And I'm like, thanks, doc. Yeah, (laughs) but it's true. Stress. It's crazy. The endocrine system Mm -hmm. in every single way. Yeah. It is crazy. And it's very positive that you know what's been going on. And I think answers are always a beautiful thing, even when they're a little scary. They're the best thing. And I texted you right away when you made your announcement about you were finally diagnosed. And I was like, I need you to remember that this is like a blessing. Like you finally have an answer. And how it came up for me that I figured out what was going on with me is I was talking to my friend and I was like, yeah, I just feel so freaking tired all the time. And I was like, I have like five cups of coffee a day and I still can barely like function. And I had just told her to read the medical medium book and I still hadn't even read it. And she was like, have you ever thought about like adrenal fatigue? And I'm like, what's that? And I talked about this on Instagram, but I literally used to think adrenal fatigue was fake as well because I thought all like every wellness blogger was talking about it. Every health person was talking about it. I was like, okay, not all of you have like adrenal fatigue. When things get over, over hyped, overused like yeah. that, when sometimes it, it takes the, the person may yeah, not it have takes it. the with almost seriousness away right, from it. Right. Well, I feel that way about a lot of chronic illnesses. Mm-hmm. Like not that adrenal fatigue is necessarily a chronic illness, but it can be in yeah. some people's case. Um, I mean, I have mixed feelings about all of that because I know there's so many people out there who think that Lyme disease is like A, doesn't exist. B, is just a band-aid. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. you think you have that, but like you don't, you don't own or whatever. Says the girl who can get out of bed perfectly fine. Sit down, Susan. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So you just don't know until you've walked in someone's shoes. Mm -hmm. And interesting that you say all that about the thyroid and the adrenals and when when you do have Lyme disease, which you don't, I mean, I'm just going to tell you that because mm-hmm. you don't, um, you basically... It's very similar you, symptoms. No, you basically do have all of that mm-hmm. other stuff on top of it because yeah. your, immune, your immune system is weakened and you have bugs living inside of you. So I do have thyroid issues and I do have adrenal fatigue and... I do have my whole endocrine system is very out of whack. whack. Mm -hmm. So my doctor is working on fixing my endocrine system 
with both medication and holistic lifestyle and mm-hmm. ozone and all the other stuff before we can really, really address the lime and the mold. Yeah. So it just goes to show that that stuff is really important because if your hormones are not balanced mm-hmm. and nothing else can really work either. Totally. I've actually been taking testosterone this week, which is why I can even get out of bed because my testosterone was two, was a two. Jesus. And it's supposed to be between 80 and 90 for a woman my age, your age as well. Wild. Mine was a two. And then my iron was like zero. My pregnenolone, which regulates hormones, none. No, like non-existent. And lots of other stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Have you ever been on birth control? We don't yeah. have to include oh, yeah. this in the podcast. No, no we can. Um, no, I've talked about this a little. I was on um, Seasonique, which is like the Ooh, one that really yeah. messes you up for well, years. And then. Isn't it crazy how we know these certain birth controls from their commercials? And isn't it wild that. And I don't think they promote this anymore. Someone can correct us if we're wrong. But do you remember when it was really popular that these birth controls would promote only having like a period every three months. That was season eight. Yeah. That's, yes. No, I remember when that was popular and I remember choosing to go on it mm-hmm. because I thought it would be great to barely have your period yeah. and I was traveling. That's when I was studying abroad. So I was on birth control for probably from the age 16 to 21. Yeah. So however many years that is. A lot. And then I went off of it intuitively, even before I knew any of this stuff about how much I shouldn't have been taking it. I went off of it just intuitively when I cleaned up my lifestyle and started drinking a lot less and went vegan and went super health nut, crazy health nut for a while. Was this breaking Um, vegan time? It was. Okay. And I didn't take any pills. And I can joke about that as a vegan. Right, right, right. When we first became friends, what, two years ago now? So this was during your like very like paleo phase. Yeah. Everyone wanted to know. They're like, how can you support Jordan? Like, how can, like, doesn't that bother you? I'm like, someone's food choices do not affect you. Yeah, they don't define a person at all. No, but yes, that that is a whole thing in itself. Mm-hmm. But that was during that during time. that time. I didn't take any pills. I didn't even take Advil. Mm-hmm. So birth control was out of the question. And then I wasn't in a serious relationship for a long time. And then when I was again, it was important to Jonathan that I had like some kind of birth control. Right. So we didn't I, need a baby JJ coming out. No, mm-hmm. yeah, JJ. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> one day and I cannot wait for that day to have children with him but I got an IUD which was basically against all of my core principles of life and I didn't just do it for him it was like okay I mean I see the point and I really trust my doctor who was assuring me that it had such low levels of hormones there was no way I could be affected Mm -hmm. and I believed him still love this doctor but this is why we just know best for our own bodies. Well, and to clarify, Jordan's not saying she's against IUDs. She's saying she's against excess hormones in her body. Yeah, in my body. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important that everyone does what works for them. Does their and own research. if I research. didn't have such a sensitive body, there's a lot of things I would do that I can't <laughs> start do. Start with gluten. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I would start with a donut. Start with a bread basket, yeah. check. <laughs> and then maybe I would have a form of birth control that, you know, was totally 100% working like Mm -hmm. I don't have that in my life because I don't have the option to take that kind to have that kind of stuff in my body so 
getting the IUD was a blessing because I found out that day about your sis, getting right? in, yes, about my fibroid, which is so large. And I definitely, I think I'm going to have surgery to get it removed this summer. That's just an update because I know a lot of people have been asking about my fibroid, but then I got the IUD taken out. So I don't really think all these birth controls of my past really affect now my hormones because I did have my hormones balanced after Mm -hmm. that. And then they went crazy again later. Mm -hmm. So who knows? Who's to say? The body is a puzzle. Body's a wonderland. Yeah, I was going to say that. (laughs) Body is a wonderland. And I wish I could know. Like, I wish I could just sit here and ask one of my spirit guides, like, why... Why are my hormones so out of whack? Why do I have Lyme disease? When did I get bitten by a tick? Did I get bitten by a tick? Was I born with Lyme? Like, I feel like I've had it forever. I have a lot of questions, but I am pretty content with knowing that I'm not going to know the answer. Mm -hmm. Just like a lot of people who suffer from a lot of these things. And it's not about having an answer. It's not, that won't change anything. This is just how it is. And one day from maybe doing ayahuasca or something. I will get to the bottom of it just spiritually because that's important to me. Yeah. But beyond that, pragmatically, scientifically, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Well, and I think that the biggest takeaway from that is like whether you're diagnosed or whether you're not or whether you're just feeling funky in your own body, like it's all about your own daily steps and things that you're doing to heal yourself. So, I mean, back to like the thyroid and the adrenal thing with medical medium, like the biggest things that I did are I'm already vegan, so I don't eat any animal products. Um, I'm very conscious right now of what I put on my body and like what's around my body, if that makes sense. So I'm working on really only using clean products. And I, I mean, simple medical medium things. If people listening have looked in the medical medium, you already know, like I don't do gluten. I don't do corn. I do very, very little soy. And if I do, it's like very high quality soy um, because I personally find that like organic tofu and things like that. If I have it like once a week, it doesn't really affect me. I know some people don't really like it in their bodies, but I haven't found it to affect me negatively at all. So corn, gluten, um, I've given up pretty much 99% of real coffee. I use like adaptogen coffee now by Four Sigmatic. Um, not sponsored when I say this second, but you know, later it probably will be. (laughs) Oh yeah, baby. Um, and then what are some other things? I mean, I don't, um, I feel like I'm so celery juice, celery juice. Did you already say that? High fruit. I think that's a big part. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was going to say that with like, he has, I wouldn't even say it's a long list. He has like a, you know, like five or six things that we don't really eat that I no longer allow in my body, but I'm so focused on the things that I am eating. So I do celery juice every morning, first thing, like literally even before water, you guys, like I want that to be the first thing that my body absorbs. Um, And I do a lot of raw stuff now. And this is coming from someone who literally summertime in middle school, I used to eat McDonald's like three times a day. Like I did not grow up as a healthy person. Like, please know that I used to eat Popeyes and like loved crispy chicken skin. Like I'm not a naturally healthy person. Like I used to go to McDonald's every in and out. Oh my God. After school, Mm -hmm. like I can, mm-hmm. I can feel you on that. Like my idea of a salad was like iceberg lettuce with hard boiled eggs, cheddar cheese, croutons, and 
Hello Ranch. Yeah. Yeah. Hello Ranch. Mm-hmm. Well, you grew up in Vacaville? No, I grew up in so my we kind of bopped around, but in high school I moved in with my grandparents in Pleasanton. So we're both right. Bay Area people. Right. That's where that hella came from. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, hella for sure. Mm-hmm. North Cal life. And but where did you live before Pleasanton? So before Pleasanton, I lived in Washington with my dad and my stepmom. And then before that, we lived in San Diego. And then before that, we lived up north because my dad was in the military. So we bopped around a lot. And then at 16, I finally like had had enough. And I moved out and moved in with my mom's parents after she passed away. So we kind of always bopped around. And then I always tell people, I, I always forget like how significant this is that my senior year of high school, I went to a whole different school where I knew no one. That is I know. I forget that. How was that? It was fine. Like, I feel like, um, how do I word it? I feel like I was always one of those people who knew that high school really wasn't too serious where it was just like a part of your life. And I'm like, you know, this is just like a stepping stone. So it's like, I was never one of those people where like high school was my whole life or like those people were my whole life. Yeah. And it was very much like knowing that I had a bigger purpose and that the people that I was with, meaning my dad and my stepmom, like it was so bad that it wasn't worth it. Yeah. At all. Wow. That's, yeah. So I literally gave up everything. And that's one of the situations where you have, sometimes you have to give up everything to create everything. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't have this life now. I know. And you're so strong for overcoming all of that. Like, that's a, that is a rough childhood and it's a lot to go through. And it's a lot of bouncing back and forth and going to new schools. Like, to some that would affect them very negatively Mm -hmm. but you've come out so strong and I think it's made me appreciate change and like people I think that's how I'm so good with people now and you just like moved to LA on a whim Mm -hmm. like you've already developed a major life here that's very hard for a lot of people Mm. including me it would Mm. be very hard I mean I've moved very small amount of times in my life Mm -hmm. only I lived in Sacramento went not only did I live in Sacramento my whole life, I went to the same school for my whole life from preschool through the end of high school. It was one school. That's crazy. Sacramento Country Day School. Shout and out. Shout out SCDS. <laughs> and then I went to LMU for mm-hmm. four years and most of my friends, most of my best friends there, I knew from Sacramento. And then I moved to New York and I lived with my best friend from Country Day. I always forget you lived in New York. Yeah. You just do not seem like a New York person. R- right? Yeah. I know, but I loved it. It was like yeah. the time of my life. I feel like Jordan back then and Jordan now are a little different. Super different. Yeah. Super different. I was healthy for one. Like I wasn't so sick. So I really had a ton of energy and really loved the fact I was the definition of fast paced. So a lot has changed. Don't and know I what did that's go like. Out and I did drink and mm-hmm. I had a blast in New York. And then I moved back here and still, I mean, most of the people I'm with all the time are people I went to college with or high school. Mm. So, I mean, you can see like my yeah. life is very, I thrive off of like all those roots that I had. And then I see someone like you is like the strongest of all time to go through all of that. And I mean, it's a beautiful path and you're so 
blessed for a lot of it. Like your grandparents seem amazing and you had, I'm sure a lot of wonderful experiences thrown into the mix. Mm -hmm. And I've made a lot of great friends along the way. Like I have still friends from Washington when I live there. And like, I have like a few best friends still from black back in Pleasanton. And to think that we've been friends for almost like 10 years is wild to me. It's crazy, right? Yeah. And then my other question was, are your grandparents like young grandparents because your parents were so young when they had you? So you said your dad's 70? Yeah, my grandpa, I think, is 74. And I think my grandma just turned 71. Yeah, that's young. Yeah, they're young. That's so nice. Mm-hmm. My my mom was, I think, 21 when she went into labor. And she was like in a bar in like snake oh, skin leather boots. No like she was one of those way. pregnant people that was only pregnant in her stomach. Yeah, Like she was a hot grandma. as hell pregnant person. Hopefully that means that's how we'll be. Girl, you yes, already kids. know. Yeah. I'm trying to manifest twins. Oh my God. I would mm-hmm. love to have twins. Mm-hmm. We can both J and J. Oh my God. <laughs> right. I know. Jonathan would be like, we're breaking the J trend. We are, we no, have- you're the next Kardashian. I know. Right. Oh, cannot wait. Cannot wait for that day. Oh, oh, that's amazing. I can't wait. I love learning all these things about you. And I love that, that everyone listening. It's like, this is what I love about these kinds of episodes is mm-hmm. that it's like, we're all just hanging out. And yeah. To set the scene for everyone listening, we're sitting on my couch. Hudson is sleeping in the windowsill. He's sunbathing. Yeah. Many candles are lit. Yeah. Many candles are lit. We have so many crystals around. So many beverages. All the... Hydration is key. Yes. Hydration nation. Mm -hmm. We have the Palo Santo. We have my random debit card sitting there because I just got a new one in the mail today. Heck yeah. And I have to update everything before I forget. Like, oh, the worst, you know, my rent, my Spotify, all that stuff. Spotify is a must. That's a must. I keep getting notifications that it's going to go off. Oh, my God. And then I always put it off until it actually turns off. And I'm like, gosh, darn it. It's always in the car. That's why I woke up to hundreds of messages of people letting me know that the the website was down. Yeah, was down. That was a horrifying way to wake up because it was like a car insurance sales website was what was like (gasps) taking over. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Girl, you ain't balanced or blonde. Get out of here. I know. And that's why it's very important to update your domain name. And it was just weird timing because my card was being used fraudulently. So it was turned <gasps> off. So was mine recently. Really? Yeah. yeah. Dangerous. I would love to know where or why that happened, but I'm not going to be using my card. At farmer's markets anytime soon because <gasps> the Wells Fargo people told me that it was most likely from a square transaction. Oh, girl, cash only. I know, yeah. so. You're better than that. I know. I learned my lesson. Girl, I really put did. your Libra away. Get that cash I know. out. I need to put all my, my air signs away mm. for a while. I'm a Libra rising. I get yeah, it. Yeah, you know. I'm, I'm 100% air. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of water, just a little. So there's nothing really grounding me. Up in here. Nothing grounded me either. Just yeah. pure crazy and passion. Oh my God, I know. Fire. <laughs> fire oh, and water. Fire and water. Mm-hmm. Air and water over here. Ugh, the best combos though. So we will wrap this up because we could talk forever. We will. Let's see here. Final question. What color do you feel best represents your energy? Oh my God, you didn't ask me this the first time I was on the podcast. Really? And I remember like... When I first started listening to your podcast, I would always like think to myself and like kind of meditate for a second on it. I'm like white, like I'm a white gold. You are. Mm -hmm. Because it's that like 
kundalini mm-hmm. energy mm-hmm. radiating out of you. It's my it goddess is. Venus. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's the universe. Mm-hmm. Goddess Venus. I can't believe I didn't ask you that. I wonder if I wasn't asking that question yet back when you first came on. I don't know. Or maybe we were just... I remember though when you first started the podcast, it would kind of be like when you remembered to do it. Because you were still trying to implement it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You're right. Which so, that Libra, it's hard to remember those concrete sometimes, girl. hard AF. You're here to roll with the flow. I know. Mm-hmm. Like I try to create structure in my life. It's not meant to be. Not it's meant not to be. not meant to be. Mm-mm. But that's one question. At least I now remember to ask everybody. I don't ask it if the person strikes me as someone who like wouldn't want to be asked that question, which mm-hmm. has happened a couple times, which usually means maybe they shouldn't have been on. Maybe I shouldn't have <laughs> You're like, them and on. then I deleted that episode yeah. and said there was audio issues. Literally. And that mm-hmm. has happened a time or two because everybody listening, I just care about you guys so much and mm. I value your time so much and I don't want to ever put out an episode that I wouldn't personally want to listen to. Which is why I do actually listen to all my own episodes, which mm-hmm. I know is kind of rare in the podcasting space. Oh Love and light to whatever's yeah. going on. I'm loud outside right now. But I do because I like to keep myself on my toes and know what I'm releasing and kind yes. of see how I can improve. Um, and I like the episodes that I put out because I like the people who I have on and I black out a lot during the conversation. So I hear it kind of for the first time and it's really fun Mm, for me. 100%. So on an ending note, let's make this fun. Do you either want to talk about what you're releasing for the full moon tomorrow or do you want to talk about some non-negotiables in your life right now? Let's just do both. We can. Oh, yeah, do girl. Both. Why not? My life is abundant. We do both. Yeah, we do. We both. don't have to choose here. We don't. And by the time this comes out, the full moon will have passed, but it doesn't matter. But it's always time to release what's no longer serving you. Releasing what's no longer serving me. One big thing would just be I've had some guilt around like the commitments that I've had to cancel and the just overall like things I can't do because of the position that I'm in right now with my health. And I would really like to release that guilt because it's not serving anyone. It's not serving me. It's not really helping the people that I'm potentially disappointing, or maybe I'm just projecting that I'm disappointing them in the first place. So it's not supporting my healing. So I'm going to let it go. Mm, I love that. What about you? I think I'm definitely releasing. So ever since I got back from Joshua Tree, what was that? I think a month ago at this point, I really released the, I guess to put it frankly, like I released caring what other people think. Like I really removed that kind of top layer of fear of like almost holding myself back and dimming my own light. So really always making that a daily practice of when I make decisions, making sure that it's like, having no fear around what others will say if I post something or if I create something, it's creating it for me and like creating it from source and like the highest way and not having fear about posting it and just creating again and being excited about creating. Cause it's so easy. Like when you do what we do to kind of sit in fear and sit in like a lower vibration because of 
things that people are projecting on you. And then especially as our human design type, you take on that energy without even realizing it. Um, So I'm really working on, again, making that a daily practice of making sure that to release what other people think and remember that I'm just here to be a mirror for other people to help them grow. That's beautiful. Yeah. And then I think, let's see, there's something else that I was just thinking about. So releasing what other people think. And then I think releasing this pressure I put on myself. I put a lot of pressure on myself, kind of like what you were just saying. Like for like, you and I both are kind of sick right now. And I think that having more patience with myself is really important. So releasing the, like, you should be doing this, you should be doing this. And I've honestly found that a lot of the times when I do that, it's from what other people have told me I should be doing or what my work schedule should look like or what, you know, what your life should look like. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So if that, here to live authentically oh yeah yeah girl those are really good and then non-negotiables yeah mine right now are really based around healing Mm -hmm. so number one just saying no to the things that don't serve me and then the other things would be like the treatments i'm doing every week like i really don't want to let a week go by Mm -hmm. that I don't do ozone or infrared sauna or acupuncture yeah come with me I'm trying to go twice a week to infrared um once a week to acupuncture cryotherapy and then of course when it comes to like my actual IV antibiotics and things like those are non-negotiable and I mean, they could easily turn into things that I'm like not doing so much because Mm -hmm. of travel or, you know, letting life get in the way. And that's Mm -hmm. the last thing I want to happen. Right. My literary agent, Sarah, told me like, don't forget, this is your time to be selfish and you've suffered for so many years and this is your time. Mm -hmm. Like just say no to everybody because you have to focus on you. So all my non-negotiables are health based around Well, you guys should know I'm constantly texting Jordan about messages I get from her and I'm constantly reminding her to take care of herself. So I'm going to do it again right now. Those are all medical things and health things. But what like self-care, self-lovey things are you doing? Like, what do you do to fill yourself up to remind yourself that you're not just this? Oh, yeah. So that actually reminds me of the other thing that I was going to say before I forgot, Mm -hmm. which was... In the morning, I'm trying really hard to not check my phone for Mm. like two hours, Mm -hmm. which is a very good chunk of time. It's very long. Um, I try really hard not to check my messages or social media or even texts before 10 Mm a.m. And depending on what time I wake up, that could be a long time or a short time. Like my sleep has been all over the place. Yeah. But um, giving myself ample time in the morning for my morning routine, eating by myself and just like really connecting with the food, celery juice, journaling, meditating, kundalini, whatever I choose to do that morning uninterrupted by consuming other people's content and their Mm -hmm. lives. And then if I check my texts, it's either like, you know, really sweet, awesome things from friends or it's like, people asking me for stuff or it's work related and it could be stressful so I just stay away from it well and that's until what my day can be yeah 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 and this is coming from a recovering like open your eyes check the phone kind of addict like that's who I've been so this is a big shift for me and it feels really good yeah 
Well, and I think that, again, like throwing human design in it, like we forget that even that we take on other people's energy. Like it's literally anything you're doing can take on other people's energy. So that's so important. Totally. What are yours? So mine right now are definitely the celery juice every morning. Um, I've been doing this thing where I put my phone on airplane mode when I go to sleep because I know it sounds so silly, but I just started kind of looking into EMFs and like kind of what the harm of them could be and how they do affect you. So I've been turning my phone off at night and I notice I sleep so much better. Um, journaling is a huge thing for me every morning, sometimes even like nighttime halfway through the day to like check in again with myself. Um, I've been trying to go to the beach two or three times a week. And that's simply to, even if it's only for like 15 minutes to like walk around and like let myself ground and like detox and lucky for me, I'm able to like work out there. So it's really nice to like reset a bit. So celery juice, turning my phone on airplane mode. Um, I try and be very aware of my time now, like especially with everything that human design has taught me. It's really given me permission to like move slower and kind of, I, I try and take a nap during the day now. And that's if I'm tired or if I'm not, like I just try and let myself kind of relax. Cause again, with a projector as I am, you don't make your own energy. You don't really have that energy. So not only is it a time for you to rest, but it's a time for your aura to release what you're holding on to. So even if it's only 10, 15 minutes, I try and just lay down and do that. And as silly as it sounds, I've been trying to keep my apartment really, really clean and really minimal. I have so much stuff around me that I don't actually need or that I don't actually feel attached to. So I'm really going through a process of like decluttering right now and getting rid of stuff that I'm not attached to. So I have a very open and airy and again, open space so energy can move through it really easy. And there's no stagnant energy because if you have stagnant energy in your home, you can be blocking manifestations. Fun tip. And Kundalini is really big for me right now. I had been called to do it for so long and I just kept putting it off. And the first time that I did it, I had a vision of like my highest self and what my husband looks like and everything like that. And so Jordan's like, smiling and nodding her head like a little schoolgirl, but it's like the best and I love it so much yeah it's the best so I had a vision of like me teaching kundalini and like what my husband looked like and all this stuff so I think that for me like being someone who does serve people on the daily pretty much all day it I just need to do things that keep my energy and my highest self yes Mm -hmm. yes yes I love all of it. Mm-hmm. Those are such beautiful things. And you're very clear. I like that. Like, you know. Oh, what I your know. Your list is. Mm-hmm. And it's good. So everyone listening, our homework <laughs> is to make a list of non-negotiables and what you would like to release. And feel free if you want to share it with us. You can yes. always email me or DM it to us and Hopefully we'll see it. And regardless, you'll be putting it out into the universe. So that's powerful. Or send it to a friend, send it to your mom, send it to anybody. Yeah. Have some people in your life that can call you on your bullshit. You know what I mean? Important. Really important. So tell everyone where they can find you. On Instagram, you can find me at Marissa Lace and Light Love and Lace, the crystal shop. And on Twitter, it's Marissa Lace. And on YouTube, it's Marissa Lace. Pretty much Marissa Lace everywhere. 
How often are you making videos these days? Probably about twice a week now. That's a I, lot. Yeah. Ever since I got back from Joshua Tree, I've been making more videos and it's really fun things. Like I'm obsessed with mukbangs right now. So what I've been making those. Oh my God, Jordan. It's eating shows. Like you eat on camera and it's like you're sitting down. But what's and the word that you just used? Mukbang. Never heard it. Um, I think it started in China. I could be wrong. I apologize so cool. no, if I offended someone. <laughs> I love it. Well, yeah, they're really popular watch, in Asia. Go watch Marissa's shows, mm-hmm. her YouTube, her mukbangs, mm-hmm. and watch her channel and check her out. She's amazing. You're the best. We love you. You're the mm-hmm. best. I love you. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode with the beautiful Marissa Lace. I hope you liked the structure being a little bit different than usual. Just total conversation. Two girls sitting and hanging out on the couch and brain fog galore, vulnerability at its finest. And I hope that if anything, it just inspires you to be your truest, most authentic self and let us know what you decide to release. Although the full moon has passed, there will be a new one in just a few weeks. New moons to manifest, all that good stuff. I have Hudson behind me. I see that he's broken into his food and he is so happy that I'm sitting here recording so he can just lick his wet food dry. He is so funny. I just wanted to thank again our sponsors before we head off. We have the wonderful Everly Well. We have our giveaway, which you can enter by following them and rating and reviewing this podcast. And we have Daily Harvest which you can get three free cups by using the code SOUL at checkout on their site. You can also get 15% off Everly Well with Balanced Blonde. So just like to remind you guys, because this was a long episode, so who knows if you remembered all of that from the intro. So thank you so much for listening. Join our Soul on Fire podcast tribe on Facebook to keep the conversation going and meet like-minded, amazing humans in your area and all over the world. And to connect with me, of course, because I love to be active in there and answer your questions and talk to you guys. So yeah, head on in there. I am about to go to acupuncture and then infrared sauna. Soon I will have the founder of this amazing infrared sauna place called Shape House on my podcast. So get excited. She's awesome. Her name's Sophie. And I hope everyone's having a beautiful day. I love you. And thank you for being here. We will talk next week. Mwah.